Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Three. That's a magic number. Three. It it's the magic number. Yeah. That's a magic number. Sometimes in the world of TV, news comes along that you're not expecting. Um, BBC Three has not officially been axed, although there's an announcement on Thursday which is likely to suggest that all the content from BBC Three is moving to an online platform. Now, at this early stage, we don't know whether that means as of next week, as of the summer. We, d- we don't know what it means. What we do know it, that it means is that BBC Three, as far as on television, is going to soon be a thing of the past. Uh, I'm Luke, editor and runner of thecastertv.com, joined, as always, by uh, the Northern Quota, Matt Donnelly, hey up. and Gary in at his parents' house. Is that the house you grew up in? Um, it's next door to the house I grew up. Can you go next door now so we can do like a bit of a Who Do You Think You Are episode as well? well I, 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 don't oh, know, I don't know the neighbour and I don't know whether they've got Wi-Fi, so it could be a bit tricky. <laughs> Oh, yeah, see, we're playing with fire. Yeah. Well, no, technically, just the Wi-Fi. Did your parents (laughs) move next door to where you lived? Yes, but there is a markedly difference between the two houses. Was that just to confuse you? No, 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 they didn't do (laughs) it one day. They didn't do it one day. (laughs) (laughs) What happened is is we moved next door because the house we were in was rebuilt in the 50s after it was bombed in the war, so it's markedly different than the one we used to live in, which was made in the 1900s. So, if you've never heard this podcast, <laughs> if you've never heard this podcast before, what we do is we talk about where we lived previously, and then we moved on. Uh, we move on in this case to talk solely about the axing. I, I don't like using that word because I don't know if that's the case, but that is the word I'm going to use. Gary, mm-hmm. if BBC Three has a demographic, I'm guessing you're not there. <laughs> Well, <laughs> definitely BBC Three is aimed at the 16 to 30 market. I know it's 18 to 34 in America, but I think I think it actually even hits a little bit younger in this country. I do think they create programmes with them in mind, but I think there also have been a number of programmes, and BBC Three, as we'll probably come on to talk about later, has been a launching pad for a lot of very successful shows. And it does tend to be a testing ground, or seen as a testing ground, but I don't think every programme on there is aimed at a youth audience. On the line now we have Daniel from Telespy.com. Now, I happen to know, Daniel, through following you on Twitter, that you are perhaps a little bit younger than Matt and I. I mean, we're still in our prime, I but think you'd agree Speak for yourself. Thank you. But, um, but Daniel is a bit younger, so do you feel like BBC Three 
is is for you, or am I making big assumptions there I shouldn't make? No, no. I'm, well, I'm in the demographic for it, um, definitely. So, but are you somebody who will watch this online? If because it, it looking like it'll move to online, are you somebody who, if it's if it's your favourite program, you're still going to watch it online regardless? No, I'm not sure because the thing I enjoy most about watching them as they go out on television is the aspect of interaction. Yeah, but, so you lose um, that immediately. You do, especially if you've only got one device. So if you've got one device running, I know many people who have just got a tablet device, if they're just running that, they'll only be able to watch it. They won't be able to interact with it if it's going out at a certain time on iPlayer, which you probably won't. They'll probably just make it available at a certain time and then watch it when you want. I think what the BBC have done is they've made the perception that a BBC Three audience are young enough and tech-savvy enough to go online and watch things, but I don't know if that's true or not. I think it's a wrong assumption massively because I know a lot of people prefer to watch it on the television and to me it just seems like two steps back. They say, oh yeah, internet's the way forward and everything. But it isn't really because we're still watching things in 360p because broadband speeds aren't actually that high on average. If we're watching something, it seems like we've gone from standard definition to high definition to 3D and then we're just going all the way back to even before standard definition just so we can shift it from the television. Premier in it online, like they did with The Last Bad Education and the other sitcoms, is very different to getting rid of it from the telly completely because I know a lot of people um, went online, watched a few minutes of it, see what it was like, and then watched the rest of it on telly. Mm. I don't actually know many people that watched it through on iPlayer the week before it was put on the TV. Okay, well, thank you very much. If you want to know more about what Daniel does, uh, you can visit telespy.com. Thanks ever so much for getting in touch. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Something that I've just just literally remembered is the is the announcement of the return of Cuckoo with a big American name, Taylor Lautner. Mm. Oh yeah. And and I'm thinking, where they're going to put that? And also, do do we think that people like Russell Howard and Jack Whitehall are going to be as interested and as uh, and is excited to make programs that they think people are going to have to log on to the internet to watch. I, I'm not sure. I think I think they might take the chance. I know Jack Whitehall has been very vocal today on Twitter that I've seen about the putting you know putting forward Matt the Lucas petition as well. Yeah, a couple of a couple of people I've noticed. I, this has a smattering of the BBC Six Music uh, problem of a few years ago, where the BBC suddenly announced none of you are listening to Radio Six Music and we're going to close it, and there was a huge major uproar. Um, huge petitions, and in the end, the station was saved. I don't know whether perhaps they're just trying to do the same thing with BBC Three, whether they're well, trying yeah. to announce it going so that people will fight to keep it. So now on the line, we have Toby Earl from TV Safari, one of the best TV podcasts on the internet. I, I'll have so kind. So one kind. of the best. One of, <laughs> so one of the best. Um, BBC Three going, how does that affect you? Me personally, if it, I yes. think it affects me um, simply because uh, it, it's taking away, uh, certainly, you know, in its in its sort of normal terrestrial format, uh, a TV channel which has an, a broad range of shows, from comedy all the way through to quite insightful documentaries and <clears throat> something like. Um, BBC Free Speech, which is uh, does an excellent mm. job of engaging a younger audience in politics. I think it removes that, but also on a kind of a wider perspective, um, it, it, it's, it's denying an audience that is very um, connected to those shows an out uh, 
uh, a place from which they can congregate. And also, um, it, it's a proving ground and has been shown to be a proving ground for comedies, which have then gone on to become some of the nation's most loved comedies. Because, for example, Gavin and Stacey, the spiritual heir to Only Fools and Horses, ended up being mm. promoted, if you like, onto BBC Two, but then BBC One, um, and became part of the, the, the fabric of the of the nation's consciousness, if you like. And I think d removing that sh this channel from from television, um, I, I think is damaging and also doesn't really fulfill the kind of idea that what the BBC should be doing for a particular audience. We're talking about a channel which has produced numerous award-winning shows and BAFTA award-winning shows at that. Something like Our War, which, which is one of the best documentary series in the past oh, it's 10... Incredible. 20 years um, of footage taken from helmet cameras of soldiers fighting out in Afghanistan and weaving that all together, then having interviews with those people back at home. I mean, some of the footage on that was extraordinary. Firefights in the middle of very congested areas and the like, a very touching and moving TV. And to think that that might not, now not have a place, because even though people are saying it's going to move online, does anyone think they're still going to be given the same amount of money to produce programmes? Well, it's not only that. I mean, we just spoke to a younger viewer who said that he doesn't think his friends will go online to watch the programmes because they like watching it on TV to interact with people on Twitter, to interact with people mm. in their families. And that watching online immediately takes that away from you. Completely. And, I, I, you know, recently it was, it was said that, that almost, you know, I think it was 98% of all television viewing is still done through, what a surprise, the television. <laughs> and even though, of course, you know, it's catching up, um, sort of in, in, you know, people are sort of turning to mobiles and pads and tablets and what like all the time. People still like to sit around a box and, like you say, use a second screen or to, to, to communicate mm. with people. Um, I think there's also, uh, it's quite dismissive saying that, oh, well, all those, all those people who watch it will go online to do it. That's what they do. Well, do you know what? Not every one of those people who watches those shows has a computer or has a phone, no. has access. Um, what they've to, done to is decided that as teenagers we, we're going to, and they've got all the technology, they'll watch it online, they're playing on their computers anyway, they'll do it, but I think it's wrong. They're sort of putting it into one box, aren't they, that everyone who watches this channel is of a certain age. I know it obviously appeals to a certain demographic, but... You know, yes, it's, it's... I, I no, I agree. I think, I think it's sort of, I think it's, you know, they're always looking for the when BBC, you know, the BBC tries to kind of validate some of its decisions. It's always talking about demographic. You like, for example, mm. Radio One is the biggest kind of sort of um, has the biggest problem around that in terms of hitting its demographic. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, people, they, there's nothing to say that I can't sit down and watch Don't Tell the Bride and enjoy it as much as a 19 year old because it, 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 it can be very, very funny at times. Um, I think, I think there is a danger of, of, of just assuming that only a certain sort of swathe of individuals will be affected or bothered or motivated by this kind of announcement. And I, I just do think that's short-sighted. Now, you know, BBC have already started showing shows on iPlayer before it goes out onto, onto, onto traditional broadcast mediums. Sometimes it's even just iPlayer exclusive. But there's a part of me which still thinks that just, you know, like I said, people watch TV on, yes, TVs. Therefore, if they don't have access, ready access at that to be able to sit down and, again, like you were sort of talking about earlier, having that second screening experience with individuals that people can enjoy communally, I think that's quite damaging. And I think, I think that's actually overlooking the, the, the affection that this, you know, people still harbour for that giant flickering box in mm. the corner. And actually, I, I think BBC yeah. Three's biggest job is to showcase young people doing well. They do it in things like Tough Young Teachers and yeah. Junior Paramedics and Junior Doctors, where they give you, they show that young people aren't 
all in hoodies with knives and although there are yep. a few knife crime documentaries. Do you think it's important that that, that is on TV too? Because I think that's an important job for BBC Three. I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I think I think it um it also takes topics and, and presents them to an audience that might otherwise have missed them or, or, or might have just sort of not you know, not not had access to it, if you like. I mean they did um it's a mad world uh season mm. and mm. it was all about mental health and mental mental illness. Now I thought that it was pretty incredible that BBC Three yeah. were taking a very difficult subject like that and presenting it to an audience, like I say, who might otherwise have missed it, but also allow people to understand more about some of these issues. Now you know, other networks should have looked at that and thought we should have, we should have done something about that. You know, we they, I think it kind of showed them up a little bit, and it is very good at doing those things. And like I said before, BBC Free Speech bringing politics to a young audience is very important. And even something like the sixty second news, I used to do stuff for um for uh, for, for the BBC and, and go out on sort of uh, E twenty four or whatever. Um, and you know the, the the importance of a sixty second news uh, news show is actually quite you know it, it's quite important. <laughs> it's, it's connecting with its audience in a way that you know the news at ten or six maybe isn't, and it's giving them the kind of top lines of what they need to know. Um, I think it was actually fulfilling its its remit far greater in many ways than BBC Four. And I think BBC Four is really um, the one that should be looked at with regards to, to to its placement and where its content should really be showcased. Yeah, and then of course, it, does it mean that the only people we're going to see on TV, the young, are going to be showcased on ITV too? I mean, well, that that sounds disastrous could, to me. Well, it it does, does doesn't it? Just I mean, you, you you can have you can have really stupid, ridiculous things such as such as I mean, I, I don't want to say celebrity juice because you know that's, say that, that, celebrity that, juice. I, I'm not. You know, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to undermine my very own point by point by, by bringing that into the conversation. But um, but you can you can have daft alongside serious. But but mm. quite frankly, um, BBC Three does have these these strands sometimes, which you know, uh, like when you had. Um, Frank Bruno's daughter talking to her dad about his 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 illness. Yeah, exactly. And and even even John Fashnew's daughter t- t- talking about gay footballers and and you know all these subjects. I mean, yes, like you say, where are they? Where are those shows going to be shown? This is a proving ground. This is somewhere where risks could be taken. And sometimes they worked. Sometimes they didn't. And to lose that, I think, is terribly damaging, not just for the BBC but for viewers. But stuff like pulling, for example, would oh, not have yeah. ended up on BBC Two, would it? Pulling. I mean, what a what a what a comedy that was, and it really yeah, should have had really should have had a, a much greater shelf life. And I will tell you another one was, as well. The fades. The fades win, oh, wins yeah. best we drama BAFTA. Yeah, the fades right wins dra- wins the best drama BAFTA at 2012. Gets cancelled. Well done, everyone. Brilliant work. And it has people like Ian de Cotheca, who went on to be a Marvel's Agents of Shield, uh, Agents of Shield. Daniel Kaluuya. I can never pronounce his surname. Who you know, he was in Black Mirror and uh, Harry and Paul and a load of other things like Babylon recently. Um, we're talking about exciting young talent being denied a place in which to show uh, themselves and to, to kind of really showcase what they're capable of. And you know, not just people on screen, but behind the camera as well, and writers. But thank you ever so much, TV Safari. It's a monthly podcast you do, isn't it? Uh, it's 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 bi-weekly. Um, so oh, so, bi-weekly. so it's, uh, every every two weeks we uh, we appear yeah. from the undergrowth, uh, our hair matted from the sweat of hacking our way through the EPG jungle. <laughs> well, look forward to it. You can find out more at Toby Earl on Twitter. Thank you ever so much for getting involved. It really means a lot. Thank you. Thanks. No worries, Luke. This is an official ratings statistic for you, statistic fans. Uh, the top 20 most rated shows 
so far in 2014. Mm-hmm. Nine movies, which include the Indiana Jones and Die Hard 3 twice. Uh, nine episodes of Family Guy, one episode of reality show Hair, and one EastEnders repeat. They are I mean, the biggest I mean, that, rated I mean, shows. That's the kind of thing that I think people will miss. Yes, there occasionally are some good movies on, IT, on BBC Three. It's the home of Family Guy. I'd be disappointed if I had to miss out on Orphan Black, although obviously, that again, I did watch a lot of that on iPlayer. Family Guy has a huge audience most of the t- time, and they also show, I think, American Dad, which is popular. Mm. One of the things I read is that they could scale back and drop those, ex- what must be quite expensive um, yeah, that's shows. True. Um, and, and let them go, and then maybe... I mean, the other suggestion that I saw, which I didn't necessarily think was a bad one, was that you run BBC Three from 7 till 9.30, and then from 9.30 to midnight, you run BBC Four. And then you do repeats from 12 till 4am of the shows. I think what this this shows, though, this BBC Three Top 20 so far of the year, shows that of all the unique content that BBC Three has... Um, the most rated shows so far this year have been Films and Family Guy and mm. One EastEnders repeat. What I would say as well, going by that list, is that, again, I know we always talk about ratings and the um, you know, the casual viewer, mm. and, and these are people who will just be flicking through the channels. Oh, you know, so Indiana Jones is on, I'll watch that. Or, you know, Family Guy, or I'll watch a couple of Family Guys, you know. You know, people like us who know what shows are coming, know what mm. they want to watch ahead of time, aren't necessarily the people, you know, the majority yeah. of TV watchers. The majority of TV watchers are the people who will just sit down and just, oh, this film I've se- I haven't seen in a while, I'll watch this. Basically, yeah. putting something online, you know, it diminishes the the amount of viewers that will just flock to something just because it's there. And I think that, that it's quite, at the end of the day, it is sort of an oversight on the on the mm. um part of the bbc to think that you know everyone will just co- watch a channel online now because because they can so on the line now we have debs from InsideMediaTrack.com. very similar site to the custard tv though some would say one is it's become a real bitch fest tonight. Okay, so how do you feel now that BBC Three is most likely, we haven't had the official announcement, it's most likely going to change. Will it affect you? I've liked a lot of the shows that have been on it, you know, Being Human, Him and Her, The Fades, you know, all them kind of things. But then you also have to look at it in terms of if it's a cost problem, which it obviously is, then the shows that like the fades, like in the flesh, like being human, even bodies to a certain degree, they're all costly because of the special effects that are needed. Mm. But I think if, you, if you're left with just the documentaries and the comedy because you can't afford to do the drama output, then comedy is very hit and miss, isn't it? Uh, do you think comedy is something people will watch online, though, whereas people won't watch a drama online? I've got a feeling that's exactly. the case, but you think... Exactly. Comedy, definitely, they'll watch online. Documentaries, I'm not so sure. This is the first time on the podcast for a while Matt and I have been in the presence of a female woman. A female and, woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, Does do that you count feel... real life? <laughs> 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 Okay, that's going to be edited swiftly. Um, <laughs> but um, so, do you? Do you? Because BBC Three always felt quite, quite male to me, quite young male. Do you feel like it had enough for for women? Uh, I 
I'm probably not the best one to answer that because I disagree because I liked a lot of this because I like sci-fi and fantasy shows. And right. Stuff, Don't so. tell the bride, I suppose, Luke. I was just saying, I was just uh, talking about this to my mum before and she was saying the exact same thing. Don't let them cancel. Don't tell the bride. If we asked a lot of people on the street, I bet they would prefer ITV2 to go over BBC3, even though BBC3 has a similar feel about it and a similar mm. reputation. But I, but I think I it's think... to do with the licence fee thing again, though, isn't mm. it? People care yeah. more about what happens to the BBC programmes because they're partly paying for them. So they think, well, I'm paying for this, I want to see this. Whereas with ITV, you know, it's all advertisements, isn't it? Nobody, You're not actually putting anything into it other no. than if you watch it. You know, so I suppose people aren't as bothered about ITV programmes in that sense. We feel an ownership of the other. Mm -hmm, Ripper Street's coming back online. BBC Three is moving online. Am I? Did I waste my money a year ago when I bought a nice new telly? It's starting to worry <laughs> me a bit that I should have bought a new computer or something. I think you'll always have people watching shows all together at one point. You just might be all together on the computer instead. <laughs> yeah. Gather round the monitor and we will watch the Queen's speech. Well, thank you ever so much for, for your input. If you want to know more about uh, Debs' views on telly, you can visit her website, though I... I don't know why you would check inside mediatrack.com and if you've mistakenly landed on yours and, then you and if, you, <laughs> if you want to as well you can follow her on twitter it's at gridspy or at inside media track thank you very much thank you if you want to get in touch with us perhaps you have completely differing views perhaps you are perhaps you agree with Matt that uh, it's losing something perhaps you think you agree with Gary that uh, that you know, you'll just watch your favourites regardless of where they were. You'd watch them if they were displayed on the side of a bus. You'd go and seek that bus out and try and watch them. Bad analogy, but I think it yeah. works. Um, if you want to, you can get in touch with all three of us on Twitter. I'm at Luke Custard TV. There's Gary as well. I'm at the Gary Show. And minutes before his dinner this evening, Matt is at Matt's TV Bites. Well, thank you very much. This has been a special impromptu Custard TV podcast. Thanks to Matt and Gary, and thanks to Toby Earl, Debs from Inside Media Track, and Daniel from Telespy. Uh, and we look forward to another Custard TV podcast. You can get all the latest TV news, reviews, and previews at thecustardtv.com. And because this is a podcast special or no. not, we are not no. letting him leave I'm without not. a song. <laughs> I'm not singing. Come on, Gary. A BBC Three song. <laughs> three. That's the magic number. Oh, yeah, come it on is, now. That's the magic number. I don't know the rest of the words, so I'll just repeat the magic number. <laughs> What's that magic number? Three. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Bye. That's a magic number. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.